People, it's your host, B.A., back on your head once again with another episode of the Just My Pen podcast. Your ears could be anywhere in the world, but they are right here with your boy. Go ahead and popping it off with all of the NFL goodies, all of the NFL news, popping it off with the NFL draft. The craziness started out at three. We already knew what was going on at one and two. We had Trevor Lawrence. We had Zach Wilson, of course. But the craziness started at three. Three, Trey Lance went to San Fran. The draft was over really at 20-something for me. Uh, Not that it was bad or anything. I just think that the excitement wasn't there just for me as a fan. Uh, Wasn't too many, you know, trades back and forth, many eye-popping things, you know, things coming to your phone, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, everybody got what they needed, what they needed. So I can't be mad. I won't complain at all. Uh, Justin Fields, everybody was wondering what was going on with him. He dropped to Chicago, which is a very, very good spot. The best quarterback that Chicago has ever drafted or had in my lifetime, just based off of him being drafted. Will he be good? We'll see. But he's going to a place with a defense. Um, He has a number one receiver in Allen Robinson. um, And really kind of no matter what quarterback it is, you know, Matt Nagy does have a pretty straight system. Um, I think that we all can agree upon that. Um, at that point, everybody pretty much got their quarterback. Uh, Matt Jones, he went to New England. Some people already predicted that, but, they, you know, he kind of failed. They didn't have to really do anything, anything outrageous to try to get a quarterback. Uh, so that was a nice pick for them as well. Uh, I was really happy for my New York Giants. Um, they got, they dropped down to 20, um, and they got a first rounder next year, pretty much for that. Um, you got two, pretty much two extra picks and then got, uh, Kadarius Tony from, um, the wide receiver from, uh, the university of Florida. Great pick. Um, I think we're giving Daniel Jones all the weapons that he needs, that he needs to succeed. I think probably by Thanksgiving or Christmas, if he's not playing well, um, I think that's dependent on Saquon as well. So I don't want to just say it's all on him, but um, obviously our front office has given us a chance to win. Um, like I said, Matt Jones, he went to New England. Some people were uh, expecting that. I, especially with this year, um, this draft was was really – you couldn't really touch the kids or really see the kids like you know, like you used to. You know, you couldn't get – I'm not going to – never mind. That, that's bad choice of words. You – yeah, you, you get it. I'm not going to cut it out, but you know, yeah. You can't see the kids like you used to um, in person, see them play in their games, um, especially with no combine, things like that. So what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is the film rooms, um, your draft evaluators, um, they've been really put on the spot, you know, this year. Um, and it looks like, you know, it looks like on the surface that everybody did well, but, you know, we'll just have to see. 
as this year plays out, as the next few years plays out. So let's get into um, some winners and some losers, not in any particular order, just as they stood out to me. A uh, disclaimer, it may sound bad to you, but even the lowest score on NFL.com for all of 32 teams was a B- minus to the Saints, which was weird. Was like, How do you expect people to really say winners and losers when nobody has below a B-? minus? That was really weird. But anyway, this is for me, so you can go off of that. Uh, my winners, I'm going to go to AFC East, the whole entire thing. I love the pick of Jalen Waddle for Tua. Uh, giving him everything that pretty much he needs. He had his, you know, his his security blanket last year. I think they're gonna try to take that off and really see if he can be that guy. Uh, pretty much all all Alabama quarterbacks got paired up with receivers, at least as far as Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts was concerned. Um, the Patriots they got Matt Jones, so their backup slash maybe future quarterback. And they went and got a slew of defensive players on top of the defensive players that they already got through free agency. So I think they added a lot of depth. Um, the Jets, Zach Wilson, uh, Vera Tucker, the guard, Elijah Moore, and Michael Carter from UNC. They did a wonderful job, especially starting off their new regime. Um, I rock with that. And uh, quietly, the Buffalo Bills, they went pass rush twice and then went and got two six eight tackles uh, to protect uh, Josh Allen. So I, I like the whole AFC East. I think they, once again, the whole you know, it's under the umbrella of everybody did exactly what they needed to do. Um, but I really like that whole division. Um, another standout to me was San Fran. They got their quarterback of the future, possibly, or for right now. We'll see how that goes. Uh, reports coming out of San Francisco's camp is that they never necessarily wanted to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. That, you know, the plan was, hey, we're not we're not going to pick, you know, this high, especially for a quarterback anytime soon again so you know we're going to take our guy you know if jimmy just happens to get hurt which he probably will you know he'll come in or if we don't need him to come in perfectly fine he can sit around there's nothing wrong with sitting around i can't be mad at that at all that's the way the old regime used to do it new old regime of the nfl is what i mean by that but you know then they got they went out and got a guard in the second round to help that rebooted offensive line remember they got alex mack and Trent Williams. So we know they like to run the ball, their zone running scheme. We love that. We already know San Francisco's known for that. And then they went and got Trey Sermon to go with Mossford and Wayne Gallman from the Giants. So we'll, that division, of course, we already know that division is going to be heated. But they obviously made they made moves in the right direction um, coming off of last season. Those are the kind of winners that just stood out to me. That's about five right there, even though I know I named one whole division. Um, everybody pretty much had a good draft, but like I said, that's just what stood out to me. Some losers, uh, just to give you some, I don't think I have five, but just to give you some one I was speaking length about, which I don't think that you'll like, but just let me explain once I get there. Seattle, they only had three picks in the entire draft. So I think that was kind of a loss by default. Baltimore, I like Bateman, but I don't really feel like slot wide out was the way to go. Um, they didn't really address wide receiver in free agency. Sammy Watkins was pretty much on and off hurt last year. So we're not really going to take him. We're just going to take him at face value. We don't, we're not going to think much of that. So that's kind of why I feel that way about Baltimore. They lost some defensive pieces, especially Matthew Judon, which they tried to address in the draft. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, everybody got what they needed. Even, you know, 
you know, if, if they had to reach for somebody or they got somebody later on in the draft, if you needed an offensive lineman, somebody got an offensive lineman. If you needed this, they got that, you know, at different points in time in the draft. It's just, you know, some teams, you know, back in the day or last year or whatever you want to take, sometimes some drafts are more exciting than other ones. And this one, while they say it was deep, it wasn't that exciting to me. Um, but my last loser, which I don't think you'll like, but if you just hear me out, you can kind of see why I feel the way that I do. Uh, Atlanta is my last loser. While I am not mad at the draft choices that they made, I am not mad at the draft choices that they made. I just felt like the city, myself, maybe even the league analysts, everybody alike was expecting a little bit more out of the Atlanta Falcons. I mentioned on the last podcast that Kyle Pitts, I will never be mad at Kyle Pitts. And at the same time, he can be, you know, your last option, like your last resort. Like, hey, nothing else is working out for us. Hey, our, uh, we're all arguing in our draft room. The one thing that we can't agree upon is Kyle Pitts. You know, if, even if all of that bad stuff is going on, even if you're just that's what everybody agreed upon in the first place. You can't be mad at Kyle Pitts. So I'm good with that. I just expected a little bit more of a direction. It just wasn't as impactful and flashy to me. Now, maybe you don't want flashy. That was just me. I like Richie Grant, the safety. They say he's real smart. I watched some tape on him. Cool. You definitely need a safety since both of them went to Dallas. Cool. I ride with that. But still, it just left me with a bunch of questions. Who's the featured back? I understand you picked up Mike Davis. I understand you picked up an undrafted free agent out of Louisville. Uh, Jarius Norwood Jr. is what I'm finna call him because he's like 5'9", 190-something pounds. Cool. I understand that. But that's not a feature back. So who is the feature back? I don't know. Uh, you drafted a tackle, but it's been no splash on the offensive line. As far as, okay, in the draft, hey, this is what we're doing. Or in free agency, hey, this is what we're doing. For, like, what what's going on for a run-heavy play-action coach? You know, and then on top of everything that we've been talking about, you know, this offseason, last offseason, probably the offseason before that, you left a lot of good quarterbacks on the table. You don't have to make a splash. My point is, maybe not yours. There's a lot of people out there who just want to get rid of Matt Ryan tomorrow, feel like he's not the guy. I can respect you for that, but I feel like while rebuilding your team right now, he is he's definitely not the problem. But what you could do to appease everybody, which is what it was my hope, but what they didn't do, they left a lot of good quarterbacks on the table. My point is you don't have to make the Justin Fields or the Trey Lance or the you, you didn't have to do that. But this year, last year, the year before that, there was a, a the fifth best quarterback, the sixth best quarterback, the, the seventh best quarterback that you could have taken. And back then he would have been sitting for two years. By now, he'll probably sit for two years through the end of Matt Ryan's contract, you know, versus waiting for uh, the Steelers are like this, too. You know, rather than waiting on something catastrophic to happen and then it's like, oh, my God, now we got to go get him now. Left a lot of good quarterbacks on the table. Kellen Mond, he went to the Vikings. Even think about this. Even being competitive in your own division. Kyle Trask went to Tampa. Ian Book from Notre Dame, he went to New Orleans. You passed on Jamie New Jamie Newman. Sam Ellinger from, uh, from Texas. Davis Mills from Stanford. 
you know, the draft tells the story of your team about where they are, who they see themselves being, you know, is this a quick fix or a process type? What You know, what direction is your franchise going in? Obviously, Matt Ryan is your quarterback. Cool. I have no problem with that at all. Your division is Brady, Darnold, Winston, and Ryan. I Some of the questions that I still have doesn't answer that through what I saw in the draft. But, you know, for those who don't, like Matt Ryan, once again, it's not his fault. Like, with everything going on, he's the most consistent thing you have. I don't know how many times I, I have to beat it into your head. He's the most consistent thing on your team. Leave him alone. You know, if we're if we're getting, if we're talking about Super Bowls and, and NFC championships, and which he's won NFC championships, which he's won division titles, he just hasn't won a Super Bowl. But there's a lot of people that hasn't even gotten to the playoffs. You know, that 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 in our lifetime that we haven't seen. So let let's let's not act too spoiled. You know, you, you still got some time left on him. Your your run game is lacking. Let's start there. Your offensive line ha- has been lacking. Go back and look at the most sacked quarterbacks over the last eight to ten years. Matt Ryan is definitely up there in the top five every year. The only year he wasn't in the top five was the year you was in the Super Bowl, and that even that year you were ranked number ten for most sacked quarterback. Julio misses time now. Defense filled with injuries. Two OCs in the past four years. One's back in college, and one I don't think is in the league anymore. So you know, let's let's cut Matt Ryan some slack, but I just think that maybe you know. They went a lot. They went. They went defense. So I, I can't. They, defense did need improvement. So for that, I, I'm I'm cool. But for some of the offensive questions that 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 we have, especially with Arthur Smith coming in, you know, I I don't know if that fully got addressed outside of Kyle Pitts. I know he'll have you know our tight end for the next ten years. You know, hopefully it'll be a you know a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type, but you know so on and so forth. Uh, some other NFL news. Aaron Rodgers wants out. Um, we've seen that over the uh, over the draft weekend that got announced. Um, we'll see what happens. Usually, we, we can't say usually. It hasn't happened yet, you know, besides Matt Stafford. He's the only one that said, hey, I want out. And then he was pretty out. You know, he was out pretty, pretty quickly. But everybody else, you know, remains to be seen. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. Um We'll see what happens, which I think that that Green Bay is a pretty stable place anyway. But, you know, there's talks about Denver here or there. We'll, you know, we'll see. Julio talks still going, you know, I've already spoken about that. One of them needs to go. Obviously, it's not going to be Matt. Uh, June 1st is going to be the date to start, you know, to start watching for all of this. It saves a lot of teams uh, salary cap money if these players are traded after that date. So let's watch out for that. Uh, some other draft news uh, that was mentioned. No HBCU players were drafted this year. Obviously, there was no HBCU combine, just like no NFL combine. Um, I don't know if that had a lot to do with it, but, you know, that's that's what happened. There was one last year. Now this year there was zero. Uh, Deion Sanders had a tweet out there pretty much saying, this is why I'm here um, to his colleagues and other coaches, you know, fight with me, not against me to help solve, you know, this problem and, 
get more of our players seen and, and, and heard and into the room and on the field and things of that nature. Um, but going on to the NBA, um, this past weekend, KD has been gearing up for the playoffs, had 42-10 and 10 against the Pacers. He's really efficient and really smooth. Like, I don't know. I wish I really would have saw him a lot more this season. But, you know, kind of at the end of the day, I guess I had a fan for his sake in his specific situation to see him in the playoffs. You know, that's going to be nice to see. You know, who cares about the regular season? I just needed him to get through it. Um, congratulations to Steve Nash. Um, I don't think he gets enough praise for some of the things he's been doing. Um, I think he applies principles from everywhere that he's been. His offense is motion, like his time in Golden State being kind of a consultant or whatever he was doing out there. And then like the speed of Phoenix. I think I kind of like both. I think it's not just seven seconds or less, you know, running up and down. He, he kind of, he, they, they all share the ball. They all share the ball on the team. I like the way they move the ball. Granted, we're not going to get into the whole bits conversation. I don't think they still have enough, but, you know, we'll see. Especially when Harden comes back, they're going to be really hard to beat. Uh, they went at it with the Bucks. Speaking of the Bucks, uh, they're really starting to look competitive to me. Um, I think that Milwaukee has really given Giannis the best Band-Aid that he can have. Like, as far as the pieces around him to be able to fill in the gaps, of what he probably can't do as far as like kind of tight handling into the defense, playmaking, things like that. The whole wall thing, I think they've put enough pieces around him to kind of combat that a little bit. You know, the ball handling, the playmaking, um, kind of just making him more of that downhill kind of receiving in type person. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if anybody else saw it. His handle got a lot tighter. I don't know if it was about like the KD thing or or just like I said, just the positions that he's been in on the floor. Um, I really like what they've been doing. Uh, the additions of Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, Bobby Portis, Jeff T, uh, Brian Forbes. Like it, it is really starting to look a little sneaky to me. They're real sneaky to me. I'm still holding off. They're kind of like the Clippers. Unfortunately, it's just we're just we're just holding off on them. But they can play and defend any way that you need them to. So I, I'm watching. I'm really watching out for the Bucks. Um, some news on the Lakers and the possibility of the play-in game. Uh, we saw LeBron James been running his mouth about that last year. He didn't mind the play-in game, but now that you're pretty much maybe in it, now all of a sudden the person who came up with it needs to be fired. Um, once again, I think that he just opens his mouth way too much. You've already been under heat for calling for people's jobs and for doing like you do too much finger pointing to me. Just just a little too much finger pointing. Once again, that's my opinion. You feel how you want, but that's just too much for me. Um, AD, AD did especially, especially, especially AD. Like, when they come back, I think they'll be fine, but AD did very good last night against the Nuggets. Um, they were all complaining um, a couple of games ago, but they're not in sync. They're not connected. This and the third. Apparently, all that was fixed in one game. Um, according you know, they're back according to AD last night. Uh, Braun had more ankle soreness, so he didn't play. I mentioned health last week. He just came back. He's out again. You know, I I mentioned it. I'm just saying. Um, but on the other side of that game, um, the losers on that side, Denver. I just don't think they're deep enough. I think they did some good 
band-aid things, but they still have a lot of injuries right now. Uh, Joker is a lot slimmer than what he was, but I think he'll burn out with as much effort as he has to give right now just to kind of keep them afloat, even though they're really, really balling right now. Uh, that two-man game with, with Gordon, that's really fell off. He's falling off as a player at the moment. Um, his last four games, he scored five points, seven points, nine points, and ten points. Um, yeah, AD really started working him at the end of that game, too. But the Nuggets have no Morris, no Barton on top of no Murray. So we'll see if the Lakers can rebound and avoid that play-in game. Uh, their next couple of games, they play the Clippers, they play the Suns, and they play Portland, who who they're battling with. Um, Portland's been trying to come on strong the past two or three games, but they're still like one win, one loss, one win, one loss. No consistency. Um, but shout out to my favorite player, uh, my favorite young player of all time, um, second favorite player of all time, Carmelo Anthony. Um, he's now 10th all time in scoring. Man, uh, the 36-year-old now has 27,318 points in his career. He's now only behind Moses Malone. Well, not only behind. He's behind Moses Malone for ninth. Um, he's 91 points behind him. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer to me. Um, hopefully the ring finds him somehow. But, you know, I'm content with this. Honestly, if this is where it ends, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I've come to peace with it. Um Unless he finds his way back to the Knicks, which I won't get into. I'm I'm happy enough. I won't really, you know, daydream too much on you today. Um, I have enough happiness to go around with Carmelo Anthony and my New York Knicks, which I'll get to in just a second. I've been humble all season long. But, you know, as when it's time to pop your collar a little bit, I will do as such. Uh, but going into the standings for the Eastern Conference, we have Philly at one, Brooklyn at two. Milwaukee at three, the New York Knicks. I repeat, the New York Knicks with the number one defense in the league is at number four. The Atlanta Hawks, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. I won't go as much as the New York Knicks, but I live here and I support them. So the Atlanta Hawks is number five. Miami Heat, number six. Boston's at seven. Charlotte's at eight. And then with the new playing game, Indiana's at 9, and Washington is at 10. Washington, I think, can beat Charlotte in a playing game. I think they can beat Charlotte twice. It would be good to see Russ versus LaMelo. That would be very, very dope. But I think, you know, kind of, you know, more experienced heads would prevail in that situation, honestly. And if we were to get that, if we were to get that, I think if they if I I don't I don't know how I think because I think eight and nine would have to play, so then I think Washington would actually play Boston, which would still be nice as well. Or if they if 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 Charlotte could make it up there, they're only about three games behind. Um, but maybe but but maybe because Washington and Indiana have a tie, so we'll see how how that goes. So I mean, it's a lot of things that could happen. It's a, it's, it's about nine. It's about about a week, about a week or so left. About a week or so left. They're coming down to the last part of the season, like really the last week of the season. Um, so you know, some of this is gonna change a little bit. The game, the games with maybe two or three, you know, teams with with two or three game leads probably won't move as much. But like I said, Indiana and Washington have a tie. Um, Atlanta and Miami are separated by a game. Miami and Boston are separated by a game. So that just watch out for that. 
Um, I did speak on the Southwest division back in the day and the come up that they will have this season. Check to see the, the ending of season two for that. If you want to go back and fact check me, I talked about Atlanta. I talked about Miami creeping back in after the bad start that they had. Charlotte, I said that they would be a nice team. I didn't think that they would be this nice, but I did it. I did say they would be a nice team. I had Orlando in there, but obviously the injuries that they've had, you know, kind of hurt them. And then their trade, um, even though they didn't decimate their team, but, you know, they had the trade and that kind of put them towards the bottom anyway. Western Conference, Utah is at one. Phoenix is at two with no MVP candidate. Denver is at three at the moment. The Clippers are at four. The Lakers are at five. Dallas is at six. Portland's at seven. Golden State is at eight. Memphis at nine. And the San Antonio Spurs at 10. So let's go ahead and close this out, ladies and gentlemen. The playoffs will start on May 22nd. LaMelo is back playing for Charlotte, so that's going to be nice. I wonder if Denver will get some people healthy. Um, I haven't heard anything about Zach Collins and his injury. Just going over some of the people who had injuries and probably will bring people back. James Harden will be back for the playoffs. Um, yeah, we'll see some. You know, obviously the season is all is always about who's the healthiest at the end. Um, I think the Lakers will be healthy enough. In the end, I think that'll be just fine. Um, the Clippers still have to get Serge Ibaka back, still have to get Patrick Beverly back. Um, so let's watch out for those things as well. Golden State is an eighth seed. I will not close you out without talking about Steph Curry. Uh, he's had six 40-point games since the start of April. Like I said, they are in the eighth seed right now. They would probably play Memphis in the play-in game as it's seeded right now. It would it would be pretty dope. It would be pretty dope. It would be pretty dope. But I it it depends. It's the it, it all it's all crazy. It depends on how the it's, it's all about seeding in the, in the playing game. So we'll see how that how that actually unfolds. The playing tournament starts May eighteenth through the twenty first, and like I said, the playoffs start May twenty second. So I'm really excited for the end of this NBA season. Um. I love the play-in tournament. It's been real. It's been a lot of talks about that um, over this past week, not only from just the LeBron side, but just even people who more so didn't like it last year are really coming around and liking it this year because it's holding teams accountable, you know, whether it's by injury or whether it's by, you know, low management, things, you know, like, you know, here or there. You adding those two extra teams is like, hey, you're – you you, you got to play, you know, you you got to play. You just can't slip and say, hey, I'll be in the playoffs. You could eventually not be in the playoffs. You know, those games last night, even the, the Warriors and Pelicans game had, had real implications. The Pelicans are not far out of the 10th spot. You know, if, if they were to play well and let's say win out or it's not the NFL like, like they're going to win out, but let's say they win most of their, you know, most of their games. You know, you know, the last stretch of the season, they could make it in, which I will do. I will have to talk about the Pelicans as well, because they was in this same spot last year and somebody got fired. So you obviously didn't make any type of improvement. And Zion played the whole season. So, you know, 
I think we're going to end on that note, man. You know what I'm saying? Drink your water, exercise, love on your family, love on your loved ones, man. Call your people. You know what I'm saying? And always, man, always stack, pray, and stay out the way, man. It's your host, B.A., and it's been another episode of the Just My Opinion Podcast.